Welcome to Outdoor Explorer on Alaska Public Media. I'm your host, Paul Tordock. This is our 2021 holiday show. The first half features the Anchorage Nordic Ski Association's Sarah Miller and their Solstice Tree Tour at Kincaid Park. Then the second half starts with Patrick Ryan describing the Alaska Botanical Garden's holiday programs, including their Holiday Lights Tour. We end with co-hosts Lisa Keller and others elaborating on their holiday wishes. Stay tuned for Outdoor Explorer. Welcome to Outdoor Explorer. I'm your host, Paul Tordak. I have Sarah Miller with us. She's the board president of the Nordic Ski Association of Anchorage and the event coordinator of the Solstice Tree Tour. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Paul. Super excited to talk about Nordic skiing. Yeah, it's a great start of the winter. Uh, we're recording this on December 2nd, um, and so it's just fantastic out there. Lots of snow, and I was out skiing at um, Hillside the other night and ran into the hordes of uh, junior Nordic kids, so really a great, great season for you guys at the uh, Ski Association. It's pretty awesome. Trail membership or trail users are up, and we got great, yeah, we got great trails. I'm glad you're out there. Yeah, and so we're here to talk about the Solstice Street Tour. Speaking of uh, another way to get out in this uh, era of the pandemic, uh, why don't you tell us a bit about the, the Tree Tour? So the Solstice Tree Tour, I think this is its sixth year, and what it aims to do is get people outdoors, on the trails, celebrate the solstice, and just you know, help people recognize what an amazing community we have here and what an amazing community resource our trails are. So it, what it is, is businesses sponsor trees and they decorate them with lights and themed ornaments and things. And we aim to have at least 30 trees decorated on this um, very beginner loop called the Mize Loop at Kincaid. And we typically have some wars for the kids, burn barrels. Um, this year, we're not doing a beer garden because of COVID, but typically we, we just try to make it a celebration outside. It's like a backyard barbecue, somebody said, where um, low key, get outside, breathe fresh air, look at the lights, hang out with people, revel in the amazing um, winter that we have here. We are a winter community. We should be embracing it. And so, um, yeah, so just come out, drink hot chocolate, walk the trail, ski the trail snowshoe the trail, um, and enjoy the lights. Great. And what, um, what should people expect? Like how far it is? Um, you said the Mize is a beginner loop. Like where do they park at? How do they get involved yes. with it? Oh, good. Details are super important. Yeah. So first year we had, six years ago now, we were hoping for maybe 50 or 100 people and around 1,000 came out. And wow. it, it has just exploded in population. In 2019, our last you know official tree tour, I think close to 4,000 people came out. So with that comes a lot of growing pains. We are expecting shuttles. So, um, and we'll have all this information on our website and the Facebook page. We're still nailing down some details, but we will have some shuttles most likely from um, that coolest parking lot across from Kincaid Elementary. And those shuttle buses will run from the parking lot to the um, stadium parking lot at Kincaid. So that's an option. You can drive, we'll have parking attendants, but again, with thousands of people coming, the parking will be tight. So just be mindful of that. You are more than welcome to ski from a different parking lot to the event or fat bike from a different parking lot to the event. The Trek store has a fat bike parking area. So you can bike from Jodhpur, let's say, rack your bike at the Trek store lot and then go for a walk on the trail. So uh, the event is um, just to get into the specifics 
um, is that okay if we talk specifics yes. now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yep, the, the date is December 19th. We always have it the Sunday before solstice, just because that works timing wise. And it's from 4 to 8 p.m. So the decorations and the lights and everything will be happening at 4 p.m. And people can just come and walk at their own pace. Some people do multiple loops. The loop is the Mize Loop at Kincaid. You can find it on a map on our website. It is a very gentle rolling 2.5 kilometer or you know a little like 1.8, 1.5 mile loop. And it will be groomed. So there'll be, you know, you can walk it or ski it or snowshoe it, like I said, no bikes and no dogs, unfortunately, because with thousands of people out there, it does get, it does get a little yes. crowded. There's enough room to social distance, uh, but you know, that's, it's just a lot of bodies out there. And it's really great. The energy is just contagious because people are outside enjoying, you know, the darkness and the decorations and having a good time. So. And any um, hints of what kind of trees might be up? What might, what might Ooh. we see this year? Yeah, this year, again, it's a little bit of a wild card because of we're still dealing with COVID, unfortunately. Before we'd have trees passing out, you know, bacon treats and all these surprise goodies and things. I'm not sure how many trees are going to be handing out food items, but there are some giveaways at the trees, depending on which trees. We have some um, premier sponsors that have great ideas. I'm not going to, you know, give away any secrets, but there's plenty of photo opportunities for people. And that's what I love most is actually seeing all the posts after the event because you know that the trees are gorgeous the setting is gorgeous and it's a good family event so um and in, in the stadium so for those of you that are familiar with Kincaid it's that big you know open area we are going to have ski demos brought to you by Ski Coo so if you have not skied but would like to try on some skis there's ski demos available in the stadium there's going to be some food options like food carts and food trucks out there for people and like I said there's gonna be burn barrels along the way and s'mores fixings so there's going to be some things to do yeah out there and uh, so to be clear, uh, people can't walk it, but they can snowshoe it, right? So for one time, for yeah. one time only, you can walk the trail. So oh, and I'll get to that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So so we to to move into the origin of yeah. the event, if that's okay. Yep. Um. So my friend Carrie Skinner and I, we were both on the board years ago, and we were trying to brainstorm, you know, just ways to increase membership, and we were out for a ski, and we thought man, like it is, we are so lucky to have this resource. Like we wished, I don't know why everyone in this town doesn't Nordic ski so that they could use these amazing trails. And so then we're like, well, why don't we, how can we get people out on the trails that don't, that aren't skiers, right? Cause some people think that they're ski only and we're super, you know, it's, it's only if you're this elite athlete, can you go and use our trails? So we're like, how can we get people that might not have ever been out here in the winter? How do we get them to see these amazing, this amazing asset we have? And then hopefully parlay that into memberships and support for the, the ski club because it takes a lot of money to maintain these amazing trails. So we kind of came up with this idea of businesses sponsoring trees um, to get people out there and it becoming a tree tour. And it would be good for businesses because it could be team bonding for the business as well as getting people on the trails as well as supporting NSAA. So this kind of you know smorgasbord of a, a big um, community event happened. And like I said, we weren't expecting it to be as popular as it is. And it just it, I think people were just looking for things to do even prior to COVID to be outside. And now that, you know, COVID's around, I think more people are looking to be outside doing safe events. Um, so really it's it's been a great um, thing for visibility for the Nordic Ski Club, but also I think it's a really, people in the community plan for this event now, which I love seeing when we post something on social media, it's like people are like inviting their friends to this event. So um, yeah, we're really excited about how it's growing. 
Yeah, and it was a great opportunity. I mean, not a lot of trees fun. Like um, the, the, the remainder of the show, last year I went and skied it, and it, you didn't have the live event, but people could had about, uh, I think, a week or so where people could ski the loop or walk the loop. And um, so I went out and did it. And so the rest of the show is going to be little, uh, like audio postcards of me describing the trees and interviewing some folks, which is, was a lot of fun. And people were having a lot of fun. And families were out there, beginner skiers, more advanced skiers were all out there. And some of the trees were a lot of fun. Uh, there's a gnome tree and there's all kinds of fun things. And you sort of, you know, as businesses got to promote themselves a little bit. So yes. sort of win-win. So, yeah. yeah, and I think it is getting more and more creative. We're going to have, um, there's a tree that has carolers. They're going to be out there again. Oh, and it's a, it's a winter solstice event, but that does blend with the holidays because it's around, you know, all the holidays and happen. So, yeah. um, and it's just, it's like you were saying, it's really neat because it's, it's, we tried to capture, like I said, not only the Nordic skiers already, but the people that might not have ever been on the trails before. And that's another thing when I was walking around during the event to hear people discovering Kincaid Park. And we have, you know, Hillside Park too, that um, the Nordic Ski Association grooms. And it's just, I wanted to introduce these people to the trails and the ski community and hopefully like I said there's demos in the stadium they can learn to ski and they can get into the sport because it is amazing and we have an amazing town for it um we just kind of wanted to promote health yeah. wellness being outside and of course Nordic skiing and then again trying to find because you know it's, it's very expensive to maintain the trails all summer and groom them all winter long so yeah yeah, it's, it's a great effort. We're very, uh, very fortunate in this uh, town to have that resource. Any uh, hints on safety or just, you know, for people who aren't familiar with the tra trail, like yeah. what they should expect out there? Absolutely. So I would say a couple of things. I don't want to say come early because there's, you know, the people that have younger kids typically come right at 4 p.m. Uh, but it is all from 4 to 8 p.m. at night. The trees will be running lit up with the generators and or battery powered lights. So, so from 4 to 8 is the main show. And then the lights, the typically the decorations will stay up. There's no that the sponsors have till the first of the year to take them down. So like you said, okay. you can go the next day, you can go the next week. And I would assume still a handful or more of trees will still be up. It's just, they're going to be the biggest and brightest on that Sunday from 4 to 8 p.m. And so safety tips, I would say, make sure that you have a meeting point, because sometimes if you're with a group, especially with young kids, and it's dark out there, the trail is lit, but it's still dark because it's the middle of winter. Um, you know, we've had kids get separated from their parents, and it was kind of a little bit chaotic at first, but we have a, um, the Nordic Ski Patrol is also helping, so they'll be in the stadium right. for any things like that. The biggest thing we have seen and continue to see is improper clothing so people mm -hmm. walk off the shuttles in their jeans and their their you know their sweatshirt and no hat or gloves so number one make sure you dress appropriately in layers because it gets cold even if you're walking around it can be cold and we've had the tree tour when it's like five degrees and we've had it when it's like 27 and snowing so we've had the gamut right it's alaska in the winter time so first have a meeting place you know hey if we get separated let's meet back in the stadium or by this tree at this time um or, and then dress warm. And there are, like I said, ski patrol will be out there patrolling in vests. And so we do have a safety plan in place, but just, it's always good to have a plan. And it's very nice because we do have, the Mize Loop is the only loop that is lit on that side of the park. So stay on the light, light a trail. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, yeah. if you see a dark trail, <laughs> don't head that way. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty self-contained two and a half K loop. So, yeah. And I, I would say add to that, cause there is a second half to it, stay left. Yes. And you we'll stay left that. on the map. Right. We'll Once you get that. going, you'll, you'll yeah. end up we'll have that blocked up. Yeah, we'll have that part blocked <laughs> Yeah. 
don't yeah. go to where there's no trees. Yeah. Or no <laughs> trees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so you answered my one question. People will be able to see, you know, some of the treasure. They can't make it on that. This show is going to air what well, we're airing on December 16th. And you said it's on the 19th, but if people are not able to go on that um, on the 19th, it'll, there'll be some other um, opportunities to uh, go out there. That's right. We kind of have gone back and forth. We started as just using battery powered lights because I thought that generators were loud and polluting. But um, the battery powered are beautiful, but the generator power lights are just so much more bright and, and light. And so we've gone to either or. And so the battery powers, I'm shocked. We also thought the batteries would run out in a couple hours up here in the cold weather. Yeah. Some of those battery powers, they will last a week or two in the cold, which I'm pretty impressed at. So, um, so there will be trees decorated past the 19th. Yes, it just, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think they, they put them on timers so they seem like they, they last longer. Great. Yep. Um, well, thanks. I'm really looking forward to it this year and having it back in person. Do you want to talk about um, the any other events that um, the uh, Security Association is putting on this year? Yes, but can I, I mention one more thing um, yes. that I forgot to mention? Sorry about, about the. Um, so we are mitigating the event. So again, you know, please oh, stay yeah. with your you know, family groups if you can. If you feel like you want to wear a mask, that's absolutely more than appropriate, especially if it's cold. Just put your, you know, balaclava. I always want to say balaclava, your balaclava <laughs> on. Um, and then if you are taking the shuttle, there it's mask mandatory on the shuttle buses. So if you are going to ride a shuttle, you do have to bring the mask for the shuttle bus, so just as an FYI. Yep. And um Yes, I'm super excited. I know this this uh, is airing right before the event, but in the future, if you know if you work for a business or own a business that you want to be involved, feel free to reach out. All the information is on the website, and like I said, it's we did it so that it would be a good team bonding um, event for businesses as well. And it's really fun to see the businesses come out and like be decorating these big Christmas trees and or, or winter trees and all the fun that goes into you know <laughs> trying to deck these 20 foot trees with lights and ornaments and it's it's pretty it's pretty fun so yeah and I, and I, I think it's just not businesses but i saw schools yes. had trees yep. and schools had trees and um nonprofits and other that's right had them all out there also that's right so nonprofits, yeah that's right um trees people individual people it's if you are interested in anybody is interested in a tree reach out because we can make whatever work it is a fundraiser for us but i want more trees because the more trees the better so right yeah Great. So that's the Social Street Tour coming up on the 19th. What else do you have going on? Oh, so much stuff. So basically our first um, AMH Cup is coming up soon, which is the, the local ski race. And basically it starts on the first AMH Cup um, is December 12th. And it's a really fun relay style. It's only two kilometers. It is all abilities because, again, that's the thing people think that to do these AMH Cup races, you have to be on a club team and be serious. And really, they're a lot of fun just to go out and, um, you know, just get outside and, and hang out with friends, especially uh, the, the relay. It's a two by two by 2K relay. The kids have an option of doing a relay also, but it's one kilometer. So that's 0.6 miles. So they're a lot of fun. Each AMH Cup race has a theme. And again, that's all on our website. So we're really trying to draw in not only our elite competitive skiers, but the recreational skiers too, to promote that. And because it showed over the past, um, over COVID, you know, trail usage was up, like, I think like 30%. I mean, people are outside doing stuff. You can't find skis, you can't find boots. I mean, everybody's wanting to be outside. So, um, so that's a good one to do. The AMH Cup is coming up. Then we have the Ski for Women, of course. And I, you know, I'm sure that you've heard about that. That's on February 6th, yep. uh, Super Bowl so Sunday. Lot of, and that's lot of fun a huge event. event. Yep. 
lot of fun. I mean, again, that's our biggest thing is we, you know, for the North Ski, Ski Association, we maintain these trails and build these trails and we want to promote the sport of skiing. And again, that's at all levels, getting people, families outside, exercising and being healthy. So the Ski for Women's amazing on the 6th. Um, Ski for Kids is at the end of February and they have, we're working on some new fun um, ideas for the Ski for Kids, which is just basically like a ski tour with a story. And I'm working on maybe getting some more, some new stories out there and just goodies and events and things for the Ski for Kids. And then we have, um, not a lot of people know that we have NSAA has backcountry tours as well, which are you know super popular in a small sect. So they're they're actually pretty sweet opportunities for backcountry tours. That's right. And then not to go on and on, but you know, with a new office with a new executive director, you know, Keegan Randall came on board, which is amazing. And we have this other new office staff. I feel like there's a lot of good things that are going to be happening um, with a little bit. We didn't have an executive director for years. We just didn't have that position and we brought, you know, we created it because of the growth. And now we want to cap, you know, capitalize on the growth and try to work to get more people on skis. So right. And uh a ski train and a ski train this year. We are not sure. Um, okay. it, it all depends on, you know, things are dynamic, right? They're moving, there's they're all the time. So so that will also be on our website. We'll also put that on social media. But I, I mean I, I hope so, but I don't know if I don't probably I don't think it's gonna happen okay. this year. But yeah, that's again, something something could change tomorrow. So yeah. yeah. Uh, this is uh, Outdoor Explorer. I'm your host, Paul Tordak. I have uh, Sarah Miller with the Nordic Ski Association of Anchorage with us. We've been talking about different events, and in particular, the Solstice Ski Tour coming up on the 19th. Thank you very much for joining us, uh, Sarah. Thank you. It was great. Yeah. And we'll look forward to a great winter of skiing. Thank you. I'll hope to see you out on the trails. Hi, this is Paul Tordak with Outdoor Explorer. Today I'm at Kincaid Park, and I'm going to go check out the Solstice Tree Tour put on by the Nordic Ski Association of Anchorage. I've never done this. It's a, so here we go. We're going to start skiing, and I'm going to try to, as I go along, describe what I'm seeing. It's a brisk night. It's probably about 20 degrees out. There's a lot of people out here, a lot of kids. And we're going to start off in the stadium and head down to Meisler. So stay with me. And it's a beautiful night out. There's frost covering the trees. The white lights of the ski trails are lighting stuff up. Just absolutely gorgeous. And there's people with their kids and toddlers wandering around. And so we'll be off to our next tree. Here we are at the first tree of the uh, Solstice Trees Tour. And I'm with... Susan Ritter. And you are with who? I'm with the Anchorage Education Association. I'm a teacher. Excellent. Uh, so um, describe the tree to us. It's, it's quite, uh, quite elaborate. Well, we have two types of colored lights. We have purple, and they were supposed to be other purple, but they turned out to be turquoise. So we've done this about, this is our fifth year doing it, supporting the NSAA. Um, we also have uh, paper stars that we made, and uh, lace uh, ribbon and purple bulbs. Uh, we have our kids not cut signs and teacher matter teaching matters because we have just gone through a crazy year, but we are all doing our best to get our kids educated. And we also know that a lot of students who are that we teach are also learning how to ski, and so we wanted to support the uh, Nordic Ski Association. 
Excellent. Yeah, it's a beautiful tree, and I love the large, um, I don't know what you call those. Those uh, are uh, stars that are made out of paper bags. <laughs> paper bag stars. That's very good. Well, all right. Thank you, Susan, very much. Thank you so much. As we continue the tour here, oh, we got the plants from uh, the airport overhead, but we're at a tree uh, with some candy cans around it with a bunch of mittens and hand gloves on it. Uh, lit up in the classic yellow, red, green lights. And uh, another fine Alaska looking tree, 20 foot little scraggly little spruce. And as I go down the trail here, down the hill, hitting it on the miser, we've got a very bright, lit one, very white tree right here. Some uh, nice, lots of ornaments on it, like a glass, clear glass ornaments. And that's, boy, a beautiful little tree there. And it's just gorgeous. Every, it looks like about, got a next tree coming up here. It looks like another couple hundred feet down the trail. Hear the wind blowing through the mic here. And what do we got here? This one, what do we got here? This looks like, oh, the Alaska Rot Gym. And they got quite the tree. It looks like they got a, a Scrooge on top of it with a climbing, it looks like Scrooge climbed the tree with uh, lots of uh, tinsel on it and a bunch of snowflakes. But Scrooge is quite the climber. Made it all the way to the top of this, probably about a 30-foot uh, fine-looking spruce tree there. Here's the tree. It's the money tree. Looks like we got a bunch of $20 bills on it. Sponsored, looks like, by Northern Bank. Unfortunately, they're fake bills. But if you want to dream about cash under the Christmas tree, this would be the one to come to. But just a dream. This is Paul Tordock, and we're doing the Solstice Tour of Trees at Kincaid Park in Anchorage put them by the Northern Ski Association. And we have a, this looks like the grade school tree alley with, oh, probably 30 spruce trees covered in ornaments. All globes of all sorts of colors and shapes, green and red and gold and silver. Um, very pretty. No, just a couple lights. Very tastefully done, but the globes are almost like they're lit. There's a bright light trail light, white trail light overhead that light up all the globes and make the trees just sparkle. And there's snow on the trees. It's a wonderful early winter here in Anchorage this year, under COVID. And the trees are just alive with little sparkles from the overhead light. Really pretty. Good job for the grade schoolers. Uh, this is Paul Tordak, and we're still on the Solstice Tree Tour, and I have some interpreted skiers out here, a bunch of them. They've got Junior Nordup jackets on, and um, who do I have here? What's your name? Um, my name is Evie. Evie. All right. How old are you, Evie? Um, I'm 11 years old. All right. And so you're out here. What was your favorite part of this tour here? Uh, so far, it's our school tree, the Huffman Elementary tree. That was one of my favorite trees. I love those. That's the elementary tree tour. That, did you help put it up? 
Oh, well, we're going to put ornaments on it. We haven't yet. Oh, fun. So is this part of tonight's tours? Put some ornaments on it, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Now, who else do you have here with you? Um, my family and my siblings. Oh, nice. Excellent. And what are your parents' names? Meredith. Meredith and? Brad. Brad. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, too. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of the tour. Yeah, bye. Bye. <laughs> Moving on down the trail, we're in a little darker section of the trail, just a little gap in the trail lights, and there's a really lovely tree, another larger spruce covered with a flashing, very tiny lights, Christmas lights, green and red and blue, the classics, and with some ornaments on it, uh, but very uh, standing out in the dark. And it's got a bunch of ornaments on it. Let's take a look at what these things are. Looks like we got, oh, they're like, oh, wow, they're like uh, CDs, like old CDs, and that's fitting because this is put on by some company called Resource Data. So they've hung up all their old, like, discs on the thing. It's very creative use of, uh, reuse of uh, something and to make ornaments out of them. We're about two-thirds of the way around the first part of the mice, and we come across a lovely-looking tree that's got a lot of mushrooms. and looks like gnomes on skis with it. Beautiful tree. It's got the, the trunk is lit up with white lights, and the limbs have your classic red and green and blue and white bulbs on it. So that's the mushroom gnome tree, I call it. Moving on down the trail, here we have a tree sponsored by, it looks like Healthy Futures, possibly, uh, of an Alaska Sports Hall of Fame. It has lots of um, little cards, like a little a triathlon, Eagle River Tri, and Girls on the Run, Play Every Day, Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, more play every day, United We Run, Kids Fun Run, so all the different kinds of Midnight Sun, Fun Run, we have Skiku's got a poster on here, Burn Deep 5K, so all chain reactions and business, businesses, so uh, uh, quite the um, informational tree, I would call this one. We had the gnome tree, and now we have the informational tree. Well, being the year of COVID, we would expect a COVID-themed tree, you know, and here we have it. About almost toward the end of our tour of the Solstice Tree Extravaganza, we have a tree uh, with um, the classic coronavirus ball and spike and a bunch of masks. Very creative in this uh, year of covid this is Paul Tordock, your host of Outdoor Explorer on this episode. I've just finished my about two kilometer, maybe mile and a half tour of the my first half of the Mize Loop, looking at the solstice trees put up by the Nordic Ski Association of Anchorage. There's probably about 50 people out skiing with their kids and family. And we had, oh, I'd say about 15 to 20 trees up, all brightly decorated with all kinds of ornaments. A lovely little tour. And that's it for the, for the tour. You're listening to Outdoor Explorer on Alaska Public Media. 
Find the show anytime as a free podcast in the iTunes store or connect with us online at alaskapublic.org. Welcome back to Outdoor Explorer. I'm your host, Paul Tordock. Uh, we're going to start off the second half here with Patrick Ryan. He's the education specialist with the Alaska Botanical Garden. And then we'll finish off the show with some holiday wishes from a, a variety of outdoor people, including Lisa Keller, my co-host. So, uh, Patrick, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Paul. It's great to be here and uh, celebrate some outdoor things going on this winter. Yeah, so tell us what's going on in Alaska Botanical Garden. I was looking at your website, which will be up on our Outdoor Explorer website, the link to it. And boy, you got a lot going on there. So talk to us about it. Yeah, we do. Uh, too much to really tell you all the details of times and uh, dates of things. So definitely encourage people to go to the website and see how things are arranged. So I, I've kind of put things together in five categories. So number one right now is the holiday lights. Yeah. This is our fourth year. And we've got that garden lit out. I mean, you've got to go to the website and look at the drone footage on that. And I, and I know you, that you went there and looked at that. It's impressive. It's really impressive. Yeah, <laughs> it really is beautiful. And we went bigger and better this year, too. We got more ice. We had all that cold weather. So when uh, life gives you cold weather, you make ice luminarias. And so there's there's tons of ice there. And uh, it enhances the walk quite a bit, lights up the night. And, with, and the snow is great because you got that reflectivity. So. Uh, yeah. it, it doubles yeah. the impact of the lighting. Well, and describe it a little bit. I know you have to get tickets for it, I, I think, correct? Correct. Yeah. And uh, the advantage for us it, being outdoors is it's it's a good place to be. I would say it's a safe place to be. Uh, you, you'll meet people on the trail, but you, you can uh, uh, be masked there or, you know, use your, your common sense. We do have an indoor greenhouse where our model train is set up and we do ask that people mask up for the indoor portion uh, mm -hmm. since we're on municipal land. So we kind of follow those regulations, but uh, you got to check the website for all this. So it's through January. Uh, we've got a fire pit. We've got ice luminaries. We've got the train. Uh, so December 2nd through 19th already in progress. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, December 20th through January 2nd. Uh, it's every day. And then January 7th through 9th, it's Friday and Saturday. And uh, again, the benefit of being outdoors, um, you're not going to be too close to people. Uh, the times are all staggered. That's why I want you to go to the website and, and get your tickets for uh, a, a time to spread out uh, the visitation. We don't want to get 500 people all in one hour or something. So, yep. yeah. So we're, we, you know, just had to kind of reinvent ourselves a, a couple of years ago. We, we came up with this idea, but since COVID, we've, we've added a lot more too for the winter. So we like to think of the garden as a year-round venue, and it is incredibly beautiful in the snow right now. So yeah, we think of gardens as being a summertime thing, but it was like, just this total like aha moment when I'm like, wow, they got a lot going on over there yeah, in the wintertime. We definitely do. Yeah, another thing at the holiday lights, um, we do have those attended uh, fire pits and we have kick sleds, uh, someone helping monitor those. And we've got a special lighted trail that uh, you can take the kick sleds down there. If you've not been on one of those, it's, it's like a dog sled without the dogs. You 
you human propelled. And some of them have little seats in the front. You can put a child in the front and just uh, kind of scoot along. It's pretty fun. So uh, got those. Those also are we're going to be running through uh, December, uh, Saturday and Sunday from one to four uh, weekend kick sled days. So another chance to use those. Back to the um, the holiday lights. How far is the trail? It's about a half mile loop. Um, we've added more lights this year. We've got some tunnels to go through. There's uh, quite a variety of lights. We have made some homemade like I call them tulip lights up in the herb garden. It's, it's pretty well lit with those. Um, there are some uh, new additions of different shapes and things uh, that will help light up the night and uh, keep you walking out through the garden. So you'll get to see everything in there. And um, yeah. so that's, we always encourage membership that supports the garden all year long. And that is a great gift, by the way, I'll do a shameless promotion for that, I mean, none of us need more stuff. I told my family, do not get me anything except maybe a bag of soil. <laughs> I really don't need anything, but a gift membership to the garden would be uh, something to, to consider. Yeah, and I'll up. be talking a little bit that more about that. Lisa Cuddle later on the show, I just from gifts that aren't um, necessarily more stuff, but uh, and donate into a, 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 a NGO, a nonprofit or a charity um, is a great, um, and, and donate it in the name of someone else too. It's a great way to yeah. go. So, what else, so we got the we got the holiday lights. We got kit sled tours. What else you got going on? Well, uh, another thing that's ongoing monthly is uh, story tracks, and this is uh, um, there are signs with they're about eighteen by twenty four on foam core, full color displays, and there might be fifteen or more, and each one is a page from a book. And they are staggered throughout the garden, right along the trail. Uh, people come in with um, strollers and things and can access these easily. And you read a page each uh, little section of the trail. And we encourage uh, movement and different activities or making noises. There might be some onomatopoeia of some animals making sounds. So uh, it's another way to get people outside and encourage them to take a little walk and, and stroll around the garden. So that's called Story Tracks. So story Tracks, you know, great. This month, yeah. And we'll have Tracks in the Snow is the featured book coming up, which is very appropriate. Oh, that's great. I love Tracks in the Snow. Yeah, and, and especially if you get to the garden uh, early on, before we get footprints, there there's always little tiny tracks in the snow. Oh, fun! Various critters, so it's it's a real thing. So we have another thing coming up. Um, we have monthly winter walks, and uh, I'm, I'll be doing those. I've got one scheduled for December 13th. There's one in January and one in February, and we're kind of focusing on different plants in the garden in their winter. Uh, festive attire. <laughs> oh, nice. So, and and looking forward to spring because you'll notice the buds are already on all those shrubs and trees. And uh, so it gives one hope that spring will indeed come again. So. <laughs> yeah, this will air uh, on the 16th. We're recording this the week before. So we'll miss the first walk, but the January walk will, will get on our schedules. Yeah, that'd be fun to have you come out for that one. 
Um, we also have uh, ice sculptures coming up again. We're just working on arranging that. We did that last year too. Some people doing some carving because I guess they weren't doing it downtown. And uh, some artists had the craving to do that. So we're gonna be arranging that again. So that's, that's another thing. And we also have uh, lots of workshops right now. One will already have taken place, the living terrarium ornament uh, by the time this airs, but we've got some more things coming up. There's this beautiful basket workshop, these wonderful folks, the Soul Sisters basket tree. They make these beautiful gift baskets. They look incredible, but you can do it. And there's also a cake. <laughs> I mean, anybody can do it. And so I, I, like I, even, I can do it. I'm, I'm not the least <laughs> person in the world. So, yeah, that's, no, that's, that's uh, a lot of confidence there, Patrick. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. But they're beautiful. Uh, we've done several workshops with them. So that's coming up. I mentioned the ice sculptures uh, coming up again. And actually, there's going to be a little workshop on on how to do that. If, uh, oh, that would be that. Yeah. yeah. And then we have another one on December 20th is homemade salve and lip balm. Oh, nice. So that's nice. We have some um, things that we have gathered from the garden in in warmer days uh, to <laughs> use for that. Uh, and then we also have, and you mentioned this one earlier, the cookie cutter bird feeders. That's December yeah. 27th. So I know that your wife enjoyed that before. Yeah, we did those and then we hung them up outside the windows and watched birds um, feed on them for the rest of the winter. It actually works. It, it, it actually works, yeah. And yeah. they're in all kinds of different sort of ornament type shapes, sort of neat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So lots of things going on. We, you know, had an advantage in, in many ways of being an outdoor facility. Normally winter time would drop off quite a bit with uh, gate entry. Yeah. Um, but since we've reinvented ourselves and, and looking at a, a year round garden uh, theme, then uh, there's more to see, more to do. And, uh, That's fantastic. And we'll have a lot of this. We'll have a link to the Alaska Botanical Garden on our Outdoor Explorer website. And you, where are you lo located at? It's 4601 Campbell Airstrip Road uh, going up, heading to Stuckigan Heights. Don't go all the way up there, though. Just past the fire station. It's, we share Benny Benson's parking lot, the Anchorage School District uh, right. parking lot is right there. So yeah. right on the, yep, right on the corner there of uh, Campbell Airstrip Road and Tudor. Exactly. Um, so sort of, I guess it would be sort of, I don't know uh, how, how you describe it, but near the, toward the corner of Tudor and Muldoon. So yep. great. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic, um, Patrick. Uh, this is Paul Troy, who hosted Outdoor Explorer. I've had Patrick Ryan with the Alaska Botanical Garden with us, sharing of many, many things that they're doing. And I'm assuming all this is open for all ages. Correct. It definitely is. And uh, like I say, we really encourage uh, visitation. Get outdoors. It's good for you. Uh, get some fresh air, get some vitamin D if the sun is out. <laughs> so enjoy the snow. I mean, it's a long winter, but uh, gear up. We have a motto at the garden. It's no bad weather, only bad gear. So yep. uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was working the lights uh, in our parking lot, guiding people in. It was got to be about 11 below by the end of the night. Over. It's not that bad if you're bundled up and, yep. and now we're in this heat wave. So it's 36 at my house yesterday. Yeah, and by the time this airs, it might have swapped again. Well, <laughs> thanks a lot, Patrick. This has been uh, Patrick Ryan with us from the Alaska Botanical Garden, and we'll see you over at the gardens. Thanks, Paul. Come in anytime.
Next up on this Outdoor Explorer Holiday Show, I have a few people who I've asked about what their Christmas wishes are. And we'll start off with a few AP students, and then we'll finish off with my co-host, Lisa Keller. Before here, we're talking about what people, outdoor light people, want for uh, Christmas. And I'm here with two AP students, Chloe Kokar and Abby Jones. So, uh, Chloe, you want to start? What, what's, what's on your mind for Christmas? Well, if we're talking anything, anything, like world peace kind of cure, um, I would say equal opportunities for everyone, especially in the outdoors, because I think the outdoors had a really big part in shaping who I am. And um, that was just mainly because I had so many opportunities when I was a kid. And so just having those kind of opportunities available to kids when they're small, I think makes a huge difference in um, how they end up. But if we're not talking big picture, um, I'd love a probe for Christmas. <laughs> uh, so like an avalanche probe? Yeah, an avalanche probe. I'm pulling my set together as I get into backcountry skiing, and I'm still missing a probe. <laughs> so and where, where have you been skiing at? Um, well, my roommate Claire, who's an amazing backcountry skier, started me out at Arctic Valley, kind of teaching me the ropes. And I've uh, since been out to South Fork Eagle River. And we went to one other place, but I can't remember the name of it right now. Hatcher Pass, maybe? Hatcher Pass, that's what it was. Nice. All right. So, Abby, what, what do you think? What's on your mind for Christmas? For Christmas, I'd love to be able to spend some time with people who are more experienced in uh, or outdoors in the wintertime. Because from Georgia, I am not used to spending time outside during the winter. We kind of curl up in balls and stuff. So, especially people who are a lot more experienced in winter sports, I'd really like to get out with them and um, learn some new stuff. And then... Something that I actually really want is a pair of snowshoes because I've never got to go snowshoeing before and I'd really like a pair of my own. Oh, nice. And have you, um, so you're from Georgia, it's been pretty cold out here. How are you dealing with the cold here in uh, November here? Yeah, uh, thankfully I have a lot of people around me who have a lot of experiencing with layers and stuff like that. So overall, in terms of spending time outside doing outdoor activities, I've been pretty comfortable. All right, great. Well, thank you, too, and I hope that your wishes come true. So we have access for all and uh, more uh, experienced partners and people to go out and do stuff with and uh, probe and some snowshoes. So maybe uh, Santa Claus will hear that stuff for you. <laughs> all right, thank you very, both very much. Yeah, 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 of course. Thanks for having us on. All right. Okay, it's Paul Tordak here again. I'm here with another AP student, Toshio Matsuoka. Uh, so Toshio, uh, what are you thinking about Christmas um, coming up here? What, what's on your mind that you want for the world or for yourself or um, your friends and family? Um, I think starting off uh, looking at the bigger picture, at least within the Anchorage community, um, healthcare workers, like across the nation, probably across the world, have been over overrun with COVID patients, and especially up here, and across the U.S., unfortunately, they've been treated with pretty um, with pretty unfortunate responses from their patients, um, like them spitting on their their nurses or them calling their nurses names and stuff like that. It's like pretty disgusting disrespect for people who are out here literally saving the community that we live in. So. I think the main thing for me this Chris or this holiday season is that people show some more kindness and respect to the healthcare workers that are putting their lives on the line for us so that we can just continue on doing everything that we like doing. Um, but I guess on the outdoor side of things, I do need new backcountry skins <laughs> for my skis. <laughs>
So you've worn them out? Uh, yeah, they're pretty... I bought them used from a buddy, and they're just trashed now, so need to get some new ones, yeah. All right, and have you been out back of this clean up this year, or do you have plans? Uh, I would like to get out this year. I haven't gone out yet, but... And where would you go? What's on your list? Uh, I really want to go just kind of muck around in Turnigan Pass since it's accessible, and I don't have a lot of time right now because <laughs> of school. <laughs> Yeah, school. Well, you got a couple more weeks, and then uh, and then finally. All right, thanks, Tosho. Good luck with everything. Thanks, Paul. Nice talking to you. Hi. Right, so now, in our continued discussion with people about what they wish for Christmas, I'm really, really happy to have my co-host of uh, Outdoor Explorer, Lisa Keller to share her thoughts. Thanks um, for joining us, Lisa. Oh, yeah. Thanks for asking me, Paul. So um, here we are talking. It's right before Christmas, and I'm talking to people about what they uh, wish for uh, the holidays. Um, it could be big picture, small picture. What do you got? So um, I'm not a, a gear person, really, amazingly, even though I do a lot of stuff. But um, there's kind of a, a couple of pieces of gear that maybe are like more of a recommendation, but first I'm going to give like, I'm, I'm Santa to myself. So this is something I have to get myself. But one of the things that I would really like are those lights that go on the fat tire bikes, you oh, know, on, yeah. the, on the wheels. I think those are so great. And, and I just think that, you know, we're like the city of lights in the wintertime. We need lot of, lots of light. And I just think they add this extra cool layer to biking in Alaska. So yeah, yeah so, they're not only really cool, but they're like safe. Yeah, they're like, safe like too. See, yeah, they I have... see bikes out there, and I'm, I'm like, like always one of the most dangerous things I do. I mean, I like I bike to work this morning, right? And and I'm like, oh boy, this has got to yep. be the most dangerous thing I do. Way more backcountry skiing yesterday, and I felt way more nervous biking to work today. And I see people those lights, and I'm like, boom, boom, there they are. Yeah. And it's just, it just makes you feel happy and good. I mean, I kind of like the dark, but I also like that contrast of, of the dark and the light and, and just, I love to ride my fat bike at night. It's just kind of a special time to ride. So I just think it's really cool and happy and joyful. So if, if, uh, if there's yeah. a Santa out there for me, that's what I want, Santa. So what colors <laughs> do you want? What's your color scheme? I, li I like just, I think there's one that I've seen that's like multicolors. Nice. So I'm not a pink person. So not no pink. pink. Okay. Not pink. Okay. So Santa <laughs> out there, Santa's listening. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, at least a color with like a non-pink multicolored rim e lights, I guess. I mean, yes. That's what you call them. Oh, yeah. That's what I want. Right. Um, I, and I think like everything else I have on my list here is really, um, maybe, um, things for people to consider for other people that I've found useful. Great. So if, um, the number one thing, so we were down with my parents, my brother and I were, they live in Seattle now and, um, my mom is 85 and my dad is almost 82 and they are still both walking around and everything. So my mom just got her first set of hiking poles, which my brother and I were like, you've wow. got to get hiking poles. And why I kind of thought about this, because hiking poles were, I got them like three or four years ago. I got a pair at Costco, but of course, REI and other stores have them. Um, but they were like a game changer for me. I'm only in my fifties, but especially when you're hiking and you're going downhill 
And if you're trying to keep up with younger people, they are really a game changer. And I don't know why people are so resistant. For instance, my dad absolutely refused to get hiking poles. <laughs> so, yep, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I have to say from somebody who's me has done a lot of hardcore stuff. Don't be afraid of the hiking poles. It just really extends the enjoyability of your hikes. So yeah, I think there's a whole difference between a hiking pole and a ski pole too. You can buy hiking specific poles, right? Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. they have like different, um, you know, different bottoms to them. So you can have like a snow basket or you can have one that like is more of a, it looks like a little rubber gripper, um, or it can be like the little traditional, like spiky end of it. So there's different things you can put on the bottom depending on your conditions. That's right. Yeah. So, um, Love Costco it. had them. That's where I got mine. We're from Costco. So, you know, so they were relatively inexpensive. Um, another thing I got this year to try out because, um, um, I'm a coach too. So I coach groups and I coach a lot of swim groups at the Mosley sports center at APU. And, um, when we first started up again, uh, people were really like the most nerve wracking part or place in the whole facility is probably the locker room. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause you have a lot of people in there. And, um, you know, people are getting dressed and going out to the pool and then coming back out the pool itself actually, you know, has proven to be, uh, I'm amazed by this, but a very safe place in terms of COVID exposure. Mm -hmm. Um, and the theory is that the humidity of the air inside the pool, if there's any respiratory droplets there, they're too heavy to last in the humidity and they drop right to the surface of the pool water and um, the chlorine kills it. So within 30 seconds, I think is the number that they've found. But um, so swimming has actually been a really safe thing, but it was the locker room that kind of freaked people out. And at APU, you got to get in and out quickly. You can't linger, you can't talk, you're not supposed to be talking to people, you got to wear a mask. Um, so I bought this thing called the shower toga. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this might be a way to change on deck. So you don't even have to go into the locker room. But it's also sold as something that you can use when you're camping, if you're like in a public or like at the beach, like a public outdoor shower and you need to shower and you need to take your clothes off. Um, or if you're in a public campground um, where you have, everybody has open access to you and you want to get yourself clean or whatever. Um, so the shower toga is like, it's this weird material um, and it, it, it has like a, a bungee around the neck and a bungee around the bottom. And then it has pockets in it, really deep pockets. And so like men are obviously a lot easier to do this because they can just take it to their waist and then take everything off underneath the shower toga using those deep pockets. So you don't have to lift it up. Or anything. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, that's uh -huh. the key. That's yeah. one of the keys. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. And then women, of course, can bring it up underneath their armpits and then for women, you put the, the toggle elastic bungee around your neck and you tighten it. And then you can get a jog bra off and get completely undressed in there. Nobody knows you're undressed and you can shower in it and you can dry off underneath it, put your clothes back on and you're done. Wow. And it's not that expensive. You can um, get it on. I think I got it on Amazon. It was, um, it actually was a shark tank product. Um, yeah. And it's got these really fun videos of all the ways people use it. It, I think it's brilliant. And I think it can really, especially if you, I think for a beach environment, like if you're going to Hawaii or, or Florida or California and you need to shower at the beach, it's perfect, you know? So sounds like something you can use at a trailhead too. Like, yeah. I'm, like, like I'm always like, Oh, I'm in my work pants. I need to change in my sleep pants. And 
yeah, for yeah, us, yeah. I guess you're right. It's like, oh, like so many people commute to work or, or have to like get in their car after they've done a workout and then go to work or whatever. You could totally do, maybe not in the wintertime, but <laughs> you, could to, you could totally do this outside at a trailhead and get completely dressed and onto your next thing. So I, Sh- I think the shower toga, the right. shower toga. Yeah. Yep. Um, another, uh, I'm going to shamelessly plug, uh, my own sh- uh, show that's coming up in January, Paul. Nice. Um, I am interviewing, I just read this book called exercised why something we never evolved to do is healthy and rewarding. It's by Daniel Lieberman. Yeah. He's a Harvard professor. Um, he is one of the original, um, uh, uh, born to run guys. He was in the book, born to run oh, right. the barefoot yep. running. Yep. Um, he has studied the Hadza and the Tarahumara. The Hadza are in Tanzania and the Tarahumara are in, I think I'm hoping I'm getting that right. Tarahumara, um, are in Mexico. And both of those peoples are known for their distance running as just, are there not even distance running the, the Tarahumara are known for running, but the Hadza are just known for traveling long distances. And he came, he was one of the people who really pursued the idea of pursuit hunting. And that's how we evolved was just to chase game down because we have like this efficient cooling mechanism and animals don't. Um, It was just, it was just a fascinating book. I actually, I heard him on Fresh Air, Terry Gross interviewed him. And then I bought the book and I read the book and the book was just, I mean, I'm not really a sciencey person. It's super easy to read. Um, and it's just, um, about how we evolved to be who we are and how the implications on our modern life, which is really kind of the key to it. Um, so I'd really recommend this would be a great book under the tree for anybody, um, who's interested in our life as active animals That's great. or or maybe lazy animals. That's the question. (laughs) Were we meant to be lazy or were we meant to be active? Or a little bit of both. Yeah. (laughs) Or a little bit of both. That's the book Exercise by Daniel Lieberman. Yep. Yeah. So that show, I think is, um, January, I think it's going to be January 13th. So, or 16th, right after, I can't remember what it is right, right after, after break. break. Yep. Yeah. We have, this is the last show before a couple of weeks break. So, right. Yeah. So, um, yes. Yeah, so I was, and I just have to give a early shout out to him. I mean, he's a Harvard professor who's well-known really involved in this community. And, um, he answered my first request for an interview email within hours. That's right. So, yeah. Super excited to be able to talk to him next week. Um, uh, finally, um, some kind of things to support our local outdoor community, I think is really important. And I always like the idea of spending money on adventure rather than gear. You know, experiences mm-hmm. um, are important. And um, we also need to continue to support the groups that are bringing that to us here in Alaska. And so you know, this is the month of giving. So there's a big push to give to nonprofits and support our local nonprofits. So first I would say, um, I would give a shout out to Alaska long our um, Alaska trails and um, their work on not only just trails throughout Alaska that are for local people, like in the Chugach and things like that, but also the development of the Alaska long trail, which I think is going to have a huge impact on our tourism and um, just in just the people, us being able to go out and see these parts of Alaska that um, 
are just really special. And we, sh this should have been done, you know, if we, if somebody had had the vision 50 years ago, it should have been done 50 years ago, but we're a new state. And I think um, Alaska Trails spearheading this is really important. So if you donate to them, they're a nonprofit. And then the other big one I was thinking about was the Nordic Ski Association of Anchorage because they're not just about skiing, like they groom all our trails that pedestrians use, bikers use, you know, skiers, snowshoers, um, sometimes skiers, um, you know, they're, they're such an important part of Anchorage. We don't think about when we walk on trails in the wintertime. Yeah. Um, and so I think, and then also obviously developing the love of the outdoors from a, their clients are from a young age on upwards, just the love of the outdoors. Um, uh, and then, um, something I've always given my daughter as a stocking stuffer every year is a Chugach state park pass. Great. I was going to say yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. 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 And you know, it supports Chugach state parks, obviously. And then, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, paying your five bucks. And, um, I last time last year, I think it's there's $65 maybe, and it's just well worth the investment. I think everybody in Anchorage who loves the outdoors should buy a pass, even if they don't think they're going to be at a Chugach State Park trailhead, which they will be. And then they'll be like, oh, I wish I had that pass. <laughs> yeah, and I think that people in the Valley, uh, the listeners in the Valley can get one for the map, Sioux Borough. They they sell a similar part. So you can, um, or, you know, if you're out in the Valley, there's also the Map Sioux Ski Club. So there's uh, definitely, yeah, those are great ideas. Yeah. So yeah. that, that's wow. kind of, yeah, my, I hope everybody continues to enjoy this amazing winter we've had so far, even though it's been a little bit cold yeah. and, and today, as we talk it, we got some Chinooks coming through and, and, um, so it might get a little bit too warm, but still, I think we have a great base of snow and lots of fun outside and December, I think is my favorite winter month because, uh, the hoarfrost on the trees and, and the lights. And it's just a really special month, I think, to be outside. Yeah, it is. A lot of times we don't think of December as being outside because it's dark. But on the other hand, there's so much great things going on as we're talking about in the show. So thanks. Uh, this has um, been uh, Paul Tordak with Outdoor Explorer. And I've had Lisa Keller, my co-host, sharing her ideas for the holidays. Um, so thanks a lot, Lisa, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Paul. Thanks for listening, and to my guests Sarah Miller, Patrick Ryan, co-host Lisa Keller, and APU students Chloe Kokar, Abby Jones, and Toshio Matsuoka. Finally, a big thanks to our producer, Eric Bork. This is your host, Paul Tordock, and from all of us at Outdoor Explorer, enjoy the holidays, and we'll see you outside. Outdoor Explorer is a production of KSKA Public Radio in Anchorage, Alaska. Theme music is by Portugal, the man. Views expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect the station or its underwriters. You can find Outdoor Explorer on Facebook and in your favorite podcast app. To see what's coming up on Outdoor Explorer and add your voice to the conversation, go to our website at alaskapublic.org. Life Informed, this is Alaska Public Media.